Welcome to the Strong for Performance podcast, where we give coaches and consultants practical ideas for taking you to the next level in your business and in your life. I'm your host, Meredith Bell. I interview experts who've walked in your shoes and offer real-world experience that you can apply to your own journey. Welcome to another episode of the Strong for Performance podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Bell, and with me today is a very special guest, someone I've known for, gosh, more than 10 years now, Mike Capuzzi. Mike, welcome to my program. Hey, Meredith. I'm excited to be here today. And yes, I think when we first met, I probably didn't have so much gray. (laughs) Yes, it was a long time ago. Yes. Well, Mike is one of the best marketers that I know, and I'm especially excited to talk to him today about his latest book, the 100-page book, which is fascinating. Before we dive in, though, I want to give my listeners some background information, Mike, because I think this will help them appreciate even more the information you're going to be sharing today. Mike Capuzzi is an advisor, author, and publisher for business owners who want to stand out. Isn't that true of all of us? Since 1998, Mike has helped thousands of business owners market their business smarter. He's the inventor of the world-famous collection of hand-drawn direct response doodles, also known as copy doodles, which are used by copywriters, marketers, and business owners around the world, including me. They are just wonderful for grabbing attention. And for the past decade, Mike has helped business owners become published authors. In 2019, he launched Bite Size Books, a new publishing venture founded on his proven formula for creating short helpful books, which he calls Shooks, I love that name, for Main Street business owners. And Shooks are the ideal type of book for local business owners because they are easy to create, they can be read in about an hour, and they offer helpful ways for readers to connect with the author. And then in his latest Shook, the 100-page book, Mike shares his proven formula that anyone can use to author, publish, and leverage a shook, to create a position of authority, differentiate one's business, and attract more ideal customers. And so I wanted to bring him on this program because my listeners are all almost all business owners, and I know that you all can really benefit from the wisdom that Mike shares. Mike, I know so many people who have wanted to publish a book but it feels daunting to them. And I'm looking forward to having you help peel away the anxiety, the angst that goes with people, you know, who, who have this desire but are held back by their own concerns about it being too hard, too uh, time-consuming, too challenging. And so our focus today is around the power and prestige of being a published author. So. Let's start with this first um, question, Mike. What is it that made you decide to focus on helping business owners publish short books instead of other marketing strategies? Because you know so much about marketing, and this one is really focused and narrow. Yeah. Well, again, thanks, Meredith, for uh, 
you know, the opportunity to be with you today. And, you know, first of all, it is a tool, a book, a, a printed book um, is really just one tool in any business owner's marketing toolkit, right? So you're right. I mean, there's obviously others that I talk about in other parts of my business, uh, good copywriting, good direct mail, good social media, all that good stuff. But I love books. I, I had a grandmother that just you know, taught me to read and, and, and showed me the, the love of books at a very young age. I have a huge library over here to my, my one side. Um, and I just, I'm a voracious book reader. I love helping people create books. So I guess about, you know, again, I've been doing this for a decade, but I'd say about two years ago, I really started getting focused on trying to help business owners differentiate themselves with a tool, an asset, actually. I don't even want to call it a tool, an asset the printed book that can really be used for differentiation, positioning, and helping, you know, what I call helping before selling. Um, unlike business cards and social media and all the other things that are typically in a toolkit for marketers and business owners, you know, few business owners take the time and invest the time and energy to do a, an actual book. Therefore, it allows such opportunity for the business owner who chooses to do it. So it was really about Meredith helping people create an asset that can be used for years that works and that, you know, just is, you know, often think something that somebody wants to do, but just doesn't know how to do. Um, and that, that was probably the big reasons why I started really focusing on this and uh, really optimizing how business owners can use a short, helpful book um, for a lot of different reasons. Well, since you are a master of short and helpful, <laughs> let's look at this 100-page book. Can you tell us in a, a short summary, what is, what is it that's different about this book, let's say, than some of the other books that you've written in the past? Yeah, well, the, the thing is it focuses, and this is all a very good marketing lesson for everybody, right? So one of the key things in this day and age, I believe, is you've got to know who you're marketing to, so the who and then what. And the more focused the what is, um, I think the more opportunity you have for getting the attention of the who that you're targeting and really getting that message out to them and hopefully getting them to respond. So I help people who want to write a book, but not write an encyclopedia, not write fiction, not write their life journal or any of that. I mean, there's obviously opportunities for that. But essentially, these little books, these little short, helpful books, I mean, listen, you know this, I know this, these are sales tools. These are, this is a tool, a sales tool, you know, disguised as a book, if you will. Um, I mean, it has great content. Um, it helps people. It is a printed book. But first and foremost, it's really about getting people to read it, say, that book is for me, read it, and then take action. And, and really, I think that's, that's the focus I wanted to convey in the 100-page book is, listen, you do not need to write a two- or 300-page book. You can, all right? I have my bookshelf is full of those. But in this day and age, the, the promise of saying, hey, Meredith, read my book takes you about an hour. And at the end of that hour, you're going to have a much better idea of the type of book I think you should read versus – hey, you know, a, a two or 300 page book that we all start and then oftentimes never finish because life gets in the way. So it's really about that concise, um, I call it pithy power of a short, helpful book. Mm -hmm. Well, having read that after 
my first book that we published at the end of March, I was gratified to see that I could check a lot of the boxes that you had described, you know, ought to go into a book like this. And I think, you know, when I um, think about what kind of information you have in there, it is so practical and valuable. And one of the things I'll just put in a plug here that I love about it is you don't have a lot of flowery language. It's very much to the point with very specific how-to steps. And I think that business owners today, consultants, coaches that, you know, would like to have a book um, that would appeal to them because you give such concrete ideas on what to do. Um, but let's talk about what are some of them, because I'm not sure everybody really understands why it's really beneficial to have a book. What would you say are, say, the top three reasons that someone who is owning, who owns a business ought to write a book? Well, I think probably the first reason, and I mentioned it earlier, is the fact that most people, most business owners aren't going to do it. So that allows you, if, if, let's, just, let's just use you know, an example of a dentist, just for an example. I know you deal with all kinds of folks and you know, there's lots of folks listening to this, but let's just use a dentist as an example. Um, local business owner, um, there's probably a lot of dentists in your town. I know there's a lot of dentists in my town. And the dentist that can position him or herself as a published author and offer a real book as an opportunity to learn about how he or she serves patients and does things differently. Um, it's just a huge, unique differentiation point. So the, again, reason one, most people aren't going to do it. So just by the very fact that you are an author automatically elevates you and positions you differently. I mean, listen, even today, Meredith, and you know this because you're a multi-book author, people hold authors in a higher esteem. They're, they're, re they're respected at a higher level. So again, if everything is the same and one person has a book and one person doesn't, chances are the person with the book is going to be seen as a higher level of authority. There's going to be more respect given to that person if all things are the same. Um, and then really the, the third reason, this is really key, is it gives the business owner who invests the time and energy to be a published author, it gives them the opportunity to market and sell their products and services at a more sophisticated and higher level. And what do I mean by that? I mean, whereas most business owners are all about, hey, you know, you have a problem, here's my product, here's my service. They, they, they go right to the product or service. When you develop a book-centric marketing strategy, it's really about marketing the book first as a helpful device and then offering that to prospects. And that, that is a strategy, Meredith, that has been used for over 100 years, um, and it's a very effective strategy. So again, most dentists, they're advertising, hey, come in, you know, that, you know, these are the services I provide, versus the other dentist who's the author saying, listen, I just wrote this book. Here's why you want to read it. Here's how you get it. And it's a differentiation point in the way you market sell too. Mm -hmm. Those are really uh, important points. You know, I've seen some other books that focus on, you know, how to write a book um, that are more involved than yours. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what makes yours special, different. Why would someone want to get your book instead of some of the other ones that might be out there? Well, listen, they should... I've read most, if not all of them. They should, if you're really investigating how to write a book for your business. I mean, my book is one opportunity. My ship is one opportunity. Um, but 
again, I think in this day and age, I think unfortunately people's attention spans is not getting longer. So we all know it's probably getting shorter. I think we're busier than ever. I think we have so much other stuff to be worrying about. Um, so that, you know, the, the notion, I mean, I just had an author send me a 400 page book he just wrote. And it looks nice on my bookshelf, but I'll tell you what, there's not a snowball's chance in heck I'm going to be probably opening that up and reading it anytime soon. Um, so it's, you know, it's almost daunting. So I just think if you can help people with a specific solution, a specific idea, so that's that focus idea, with a short, helpful book that they can read in about an hour, it is only going to serve your customers, clients, patients, students, whatever you have in your business better. So, and that helping before selling is a very you know, important thing. For you, the author, I mean, Meredith, you know it makes sense. If your goal is I'm gonna write a 100-page book versus a 250-page book, there's a lot less cost, there's a lot less time investment, there's a lot less energy investment. And, and it really helps you, the author, get focused. So instead of writing a 300-page book, write three 100-page books. It gives you more opportunity to get a different message out and it really positions you even better because now you're the author of three books versus the author of one book. So really helping before selling and making it easy for you, the potential author, to get it done, that's why I think this short strategy is a very smart one these days. Well, the other thing I like about you, and I'll mention this about your uniqueness because you might not want to do it, is just your vast experience in marketing and understanding the, the overall strategy and where books fit yeah. in and your ability to talk about that, not just in this book, but in your other shooks too, I think gives you a unique position compared to some of the other folks who write these kind of books because they aren't as um, experienced. They don't have the decades of experience that you do, that you bring to the table. I'd love for you to describe one or two examples of clients um, that have used your shooks because one of the things, and, and as you do that, I'd like you to talk about what is the problem their audience has that they specifically address in their book because I think that's a really key element about shooks tell me if i've got this right it's not so much to showcase the author's expertise mm -hmm. uh in terms of you know talking about yourself and what you you know but your ability to address a real pain point for your potential clients and why the book is a really good vehicle for saving you other strategies that could be more painful for you <laughs> or take more time Right. Well, there's a lot there. So let me see if I can uh, kind of unpack that. Again, one of the unique differentiation points, and it's something whether or not you know, someone decides to work with me or not, but if someone's listening to this or watching this and they say, listen, I do want to write a book. The more focus that book is on a, either how, you know, how to fix a, a specific problem or how to achieve a specific goal, so, you know, rather than, for example, let's say in the marketing world, you know, rather than having a book, you know, how to write copy, right, copywriting, rather than a generic book like that, which there's a ton of them out there, you wrote a book on how to write effective email copy. Like by that automatic focus, A, it's going to attract a certain type of person that you hopefully have already identified that you want to work with. 
But it's also going to give that person the promise that, hey, Mike is writing a book just for me. I have to read this. I mean, again, in this day and age when there's thousands and thousands of books on Amazon and, and, and videos and all this stuff that can distract us, the more focused any of your marketing is, it doesn't just have to be a book, the more focused it is on a specific type of person's pain or goal, the better off you are. So, you know, that is, that is really, again, a very important differentiation point with how I teach book marketing and book writing and stuff like that. Now, to answer your question about how are people using these, I mean, we work with, I call them Main Street authors, and I know maybe folks listening to this podcast aren't considered Main Street authors, but let me just quickly identify what I mean by that because I use it a lot. I actually have a, a book called Main Street Author. Um, so Main Street authors are your, look, your average, local, traditional business owner, I call, these are the kind of business owners that I that want to be what I call five mile famous. So they want to be the best dentist, the best chiropractor, the best insurance agent. The other type of business owners I help serve, which are probably more, you know, with the folks that are listening here, are business owners that serve Main Street business owners. So software, you know, you would be this, this would be your category. Mm -hmm. You serve business owners that are Main Street type business owners. So software companies, marketing consultants, coaches, etc. So those are the two people we help write books for, you know, and work with them. Um, so, for example, we just, right now, I mean, we're just finishing, this, this summer has been like a crazy, we've had so many new clients come on board, but we just literally are wrapping up a shook for two lawyers. Um, and they are, now, so this is now, hasn't been published yet, we're just wrapping it up, but they have written, a very, and these are high-priced city lawyers, and they knew they needed a, uh, shook for the type of service they provide, which is product injury, you know, consumer injury. Um, so they're going to be using this shook to identify and help people who've been hurt by a consumer product, find out what they should do right away, and then make the, make the invitation, offer the invitation to learn more about their law practice so that these folks who've read the book um, know what to do next. And that's another key point with what we do is most book authors, Meredith, do not offer that next step. They write all this great content, and then the reader's like, okay, what do I do next? Whereas our shooks, and your books too, I noticed you do this too, you know, if someone reads this and they're interested in what you have to say, you, you want to offer that next step. Here's what to go do next. Because if they don't have that next step, you're not serving them to the best of your ability. Um, another quick example, so that was one example of someone we're just, you know, getting ready to publish, but, uh, you know, we work with a dent, we work with a lot of dentists. Um, one dentist published a very unique book on a very unique aspect of dentistry, mercury-free dentistry, so not using the, the, the typical amalgams that most dentists use. Um, and what he did as soon as it was done, because that was a very unique differentiation point for his business, his practice. He went out, Meredith, and this is a very cool strategy. He went out to other local businesses that align. Where do people who are worried about their dental health, where do they shop? Health food stores, gyms, yoga studios, chiropractic, you know, where these sort of businesses that align with him. And he offered, he put a little bookshelf, like a little bookcase like that you see behind me, of his books. He, they, the other business owner allowed him to put his books on their bookshelf, point of sale, wherever, and give them away. And within the first month of doing that, he got three new patients that he wouldn't have had, several thousand dollars each, just by offering helpful information in front of what I call OPC, other people's customers, um, which is a very smart strategy for especially the local business owner. 
That's great. I love those examples. And uh, my brain is cooking on that. There were a couple of points you made that I want to unpack. One of them is this idea that he gave away his books. And I think that's an important point that you make about not looking at the book as a revenue stream in and of itself. Would you talk to that first? So again, there's many authors who make a fair, you know, fair amount of money, and they don't even be world famous authors with selling their books. Typically non, or excuse me, typically fiction. Um, you know, maybe some business, but that's not what we're talking about here. That is definitely a path for some people. Um, for the folks that we help, and you know, it's more about listen. This is a business card on steroids, essentially, right? It's a marketing, it's a sales tool. Therefore, you want to get that into as many hands as possible. Now, while there's a price on it, and we sell this on Amazon, if I was at an event, I would give it away in exchange for a business card or in, in exchange for filling out a short survey. So, you are, you know, at minimum, maybe you offer it free and you just charge for shipping. But then you definitely don't want to have the mindset, oh, I got to make money on this thing. You know, I got to sell it for 20 bucks because, you know, I just think, and I've seen business owners make that, do that. I think it's the wrong thing. Though I do know one business owner who does that, and this is a cool strategy. Um, he sells it. He only sells his book. But what he does, he sells it for $20. He puts a $20 uh, gift card for his services as part, right, he actually fixes it right to the cover so that if they do decide to work with them, they're automatically going to get a $20 you know, discount. But um, yeah, I typically advise folks, do not work. These things are relatively inexpensive to print. Um, you want to give them away and you, know, you want to be smart about that. But um, you know, don't worry about trying to make money on the front end. It's all about your products or services that you introduce in the, in the book. And that's where you should be focused on. Well, the other piece of what you were describing that I just loved and I want to challenge my listeners to consider is who are your equivalents of the yoga studios, the, the gyms, the health food stores? Because we all have people, whether it's local, you know, whether somebody has a local business or an international business, there are others who are already serving those people you want to reach. And so how can you form a, a partnership or an alliance where you're providing real value for them? And um, do you have any thoughts on um, someone using, say, webinars or other online delivery systems to, um, you know, talk about things that are in their book and, you know, have a call to action, get the book free what are, what are some things that you've seen people doing in that area that have worked well? Oh, I mean, what you and I are doing right now, right? So you were a guest on my podcast several months ago. I'm a big guest on your podcast. So, I mean, podcasts uh, these days are an excellent way for authors. Um, by the way, if I could just, you know, if someone's watching this and they've published a real book and they want to be on my podcast, by all means, search it out and uh, the Main Street Author Podcast. I love interviewing authors. Um, and, and sharing their stories of why they became an author. But uh, podcasts are smart. I mean, you know, if, if someone's doing, you know, is, is very heavily into social media, you can obviously talk about that and show it there, YouTube videos. I mean, listen, all marketing is all about media, right? Whether it's digital media, print media, 
And I always advise my authors to leverage as much, as many different types of media as they're comfortable with and that they're used to doing. So if someone's not used to doing social media, I'm not saying they should be doing social media, but if they prefer you know, sending out postcards for people in their community to get their book, um, that's another strategy. So, but yeah, I mean, podcasts, YouTube videos, social media, and, and just you know, putting it out there that, hey, your book is available. I mean, you do a great job of this, Meredith, with your, your most recent book too. I mean, you're always out there promoting it, sharing it. And, and again, I think the key thing, and I want to just share this, when you become a book author, and you mentioned earlier about the challenge, oh, I don't know if I can really write a book or how am I going to do it. I always suggest that folks take the light off of them. No, it's not about you and how you are going to do this. And, and I say, listen, instead, shine the light on the prospective person you can help. By you not getting this helpful information in front of that person, you are doing them a disservice. Um, and you're not helping them. So if you can say, listen, this is not about me spending three weeks writing a book or whatever, three months, whatever it is. This is about me wanting to help more people. And I'm just going to do it. So I think that that shift in thinking about helping before selling will help people get off their butt and finally get their book done. And more importantly, and by the way, we, you and I both know this, getting the book done is only half the equation, right? Now it's like, I got to get it out there and use it. Um, but you've got to, you know, just think about the person you're trying to help and that if they don't have your book, you're not going to be able to help them. Boy, that is such a good point. Um, thank you for bringing that up because I have, um, I've had, have been called a velvet hammer at times because um, I'm nice about this, but uh, you know, I'll be relentless on, on something. And one of the things I just want to reinforce that you just said that I think is really important is that whole focus aspect. If people start shifting their mindset to, I have a responsibility to share what I know and not hold it back. And as a result of doing that well, I will acquire more clients, you know, instead of I've got to get this book done so that I can get more clients. It's a, it's a whole different feeling to it. And I think when they adjust their attitude around that, it makes a difference and, and information can actually flow. And that reminds me if somebody is kind of hung up on writing, you know, they just feel like it's a struggle for them to do that. What are your thoughts on recording verbally and then having um, that transcribed and then massaging it to form a book? Well, even before that, and I will touch on that. I mean, listen, in this day and age, the technology barriers have been lowered so much for getting a book done and self-publishing a book. So anybody, anybody who wants to author a book can author and publish a book. Okay. It's just, it's so much easier these days with all the tools that are available. And then the options available to you actually crafting the content. So I outline a couple different ways in my book, my shook, um, and, and, you know, doing what you just suggested being one of them. Uh, it's not the way I do it. I'll be interested to know how you do it, Meredith, but uh, I like, I, I like writing. So I'm a writer. Um, so it doesn't bother me to sit down and just write. But technology these days allows you to, you know, articulate verbally your book and then send it to a, you know, an online transcriptionist service. And then for a couple bucks, you can have it transcribed. Now, we all speak differently than we write. So that has to typically be massaged. I mean, there's some folks that just take an audio transcription and turn it into a book. I'm not a fan of that. Um, I think, it, you know, the written word has to 
is, is a different than the spoken word. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a strategy. Um, there's ghost writing. If you, you know, that's probably my least favorite is have someone else write it. But again, ghost written books um, is definitely a possibility. I mean, if you really feel like I've got to share a message, but I just know I'm not going to write it, you know, you can, you can hire someone to, you know, interview you and, and, and get that out of your head and onto the printed page. But yeah, I mean, I think the big takeaway, Meredith, whether you write it, speak it, um, hire it out, is just do it. Again, look at the person you're trying to help. They don't have that information right now, at least with your angle and your, your, your viewpoints on it. So, you know, get it done just for that person. I also am a writer. I've never used, um, you know, transcriptions of the spoken word. Uh, but I will say, I think it's uh, what one of the things that made me think of is if somebody's been in business for a long time, they may have published a lot of articles on their blog or um, like on LinkedIn, I had over a hundred articles published. So I just went back through a lot of those to see what have I already done that I could repurpose. So I'm not feeling like I'm starting from scratch writing this book. And I think that's a good um, exercise for people to go through because sometimes of course you realize you've evolved in your thinking and in your writing from what you originally drafted, but there may be some really good nuggets or good stories there that you can reuse. So I think looking at what content have I already created that may serve me in my book can help someone feel like they're not staring at a blank page and they got to come up with a hundred pages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, I think, I call it using all parts of the pig, right? You know, there's, a, there's an old saying about, you know, when, when people would butcher their own pigs and you know, uh -huh. use all parts of it to, you know, so nothing goes to waste. Well, that's, you know, what you're suggesting is, yeah, if you have even videos that maybe someone's big using a lot of YouTube videos, get those transcribed and then see what you can extract out of it. So there's a lot of different strategies. Um, I mean, I will, I will offer this little tidbit, and I did this several years ago. Um, if you had those blog posts or those articles, you can extract those and create what I call a tip, T-I-P, shook. So it's just a, a short little book filled with, you know, maybe a, a tip a page. That's a strategy. So it doesn't always have to be, you know, fresh new content that you're writing from scratch. So, yeah, thank you for bringing that oh, up. Oh, I like that. That's, you know, that is very useful. And I think the other thing that often happens and tell me how much, because you encounter, you know, authors more than I do, but how often is somebody held back because of their belief that what I have to offer isn't that different or unique or special? Man, how do you address a, that I with was, someone? It's a great point. And the other one that goes along with that often is I'm not a good writer, right? So, oh, you know, I, I'm not a great writer. Um, again, my first advice is, listen, just get the light off of you and think about who you want to serve. Uh, it's a reality. I mean, listen, there are definitely different degrees. I just worked with a dentist who was in, I told him, I told him I would hire him. He was so good. He was such a good writer and he, you know, editor and his own book and he was just that good. Um, but yeah, oftentimes we, we are a little bit more challenged with writing. Um, I would say, listen, first and foremost, none of these are going to win Pulitzer Prizes or any of that, right? That's not what this is about. This is not about trying to be the next Hemingway or Shakespeare, okay? As a matter of fact, you can use the way you write or the way you communicate to your advantage because it's uniquely you, right? It's uniquely you. The way I speak, you know, I'm not the most polished speaker. I'm not the world's best writer, 
but it's unique to me. So automatically, again, that helps me differentiate. It helps me attract people I should be working with versus someone who I should not be working with. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's part of it is listen, this is not about being the next Hemingway. But to your point of not really knowing or feeling like they may not have enough content. I mean, listen, if you're in business today and you're selling products and services or whatever it is you're doing, you are more than well equipped to write a book about that. Now, working with an expert like myself, that's one, one benefit to that because I can help you extract that. I can help you, you know, see the forest through trees and help you identify um, what's really unique about your business. I just worked with a young guy, Meredith, in his 30s. He's still in the Air Force, and he has a real estate investment company on the side. He's a fighter pilot, which is very cool to me. Um, so he's still a fighter, active uh, duty fighter pilot, and he has this business. And we helped him craft. Now he's got a series of shooks, but we really helped him identify what is unique about the way he serves his real estate investing clients who also happen to be pilots and fighter pilots. So right away we help them niche that. But, you know, I would say if you are in business today, you are more than well equipped. You, you may need some help, but you're more than well equipped and equipped enough to, to get a book done. That's great. I think that's it. I would, I would challenge people listening to consider um, even asking clients, colleagues, what is it they see that are your strengths, what you know, that can reinforce the fact that what you take for granted because it comes so easily to you or you've done it for so many years is seen as a wow factor for others. And so how to build that in to, to your shook. Would you please explain, because I know you have a service that takes people A to Z through every aspect of you know, producing a, a shook, as you mentioned, there's a lot more to it than just writing it. So would you please describe those different steps? Because some of my listeners may decide, you know, I need to contact Mike about helping me. I might be able to do this part, but not that part. So what are the different parts? Well, I mean, the first part is really before you write a single word, start curating information. It really is about, okay, who am I trying to serve with this book? Okay, so the who is the first thing we go through. So uh, we, we work on that. And it's not everybody, right? That's the last thing you want to hear. Is like, it's not everybody. Then it, it's really, okay, now that we've identified who we want to serve, what's, what's the big promise, the big hook, uh, the big idea of the, the book of the shook? Um, and that, that takes some time. I mean, again, the more homework you can do before you start crafting the content, the better, the easier it's going to be and the better the book is going to be. So it's really about slowing people down initially and saying, okay, who am I writing? And what am I, you know, what, what's the promise? What do I want them to do? What's that next step? So thinking this all through and then developing um, a, a, a chunk of content, the helpful part. So there's sort of the introductory part of the book. There's the helpful content. And then there's what I call the next step. That's where it's like the bridge to now, hey, if you're interested in what you've heard, Here's the next step. Either go do this, go you know, schedule this, whatever it might be in your business. So we work, I literally work with every client one-on-one. -on -one, so we're very boutique in that respect. Um, I'm not pawning you off onto some, somebody else. You work with me, a 20-year veteran of you know, marketing and helping business owners. Um, and we work this. It's a typically about an eight to 12-week process. 
And once all that's done, Meredith, then comes the design, right? So you know, a, a good, and your books look great. But listen, there's a lot of mistakes that self-published authors make when it comes to how the book looks, what the cover looks like. Um, there's a lot of, you know, amateurish mistakes that can be easily avoided. So we help design the book uh, and do that for them. And then at the last part is how do you now use this? You've got this thing, you've got boxes of them, whatever it is. How do you use this in your business? What are the smart strategies for you? So that's that A to Z service we provide. Um, and, you know, there's book publishers out there. And again, there's the traditional book publisher. There's the more boutique ones, but, you know, they charge $50,000, $100,000. That's nowhere near. All of our services are under $10,000 um, and, you know, dramatically lower than that. And, uh, again, we know who our, business, who our target is and uh, we know what we're doing. And yeah, if anyone's interested, by all means, we'll leave our contact information here at the end. And I'd be happy to, at minimum, read the 100-page book and see if, what if exactly. I share Exactly. That's a great place to start because you really do explain, you know, what's needed, what's required. There's the other element there. You were talking about the design, but there's the publication, too, of mm -hmm. getting it on Amazon. Uh, and what does that mean? Uh, because that that requires a level of expertise that the folks that are my listeners are really good in their work with clients. And that's what they love to do. Many of them are not as technically oriented. They don't want to have to do that kind of thing themselves. And so I think the services that you provide at such a reasonable price um, would be very attractive for folks that are serious about getting a book out there. I think the fact that you're describing an eight to 12 week process is also a wonderful promise because, you know, I know some folks that have been talking for years about writing a book and they just haven't gotten to it. So if you can help accelerate the process because of what you know are the required steps, that's, that's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And there, listen, there's also, You'll, you'll, you'll see things or hear things about do it in a weekend. And you and I both know that's a great marketing slogan. But the reality is, a, again, a pro, this is meant to be a, an asset for your business. It needs some thought. Uh, it doesn't need something, you know, yeah, you might be able to start one part of that over a weekend. But that notion of on Friday, I'm going to start and by Sunday, I'm going to have a finished book. It's possible. It's probably doable. But, you know, I'm not sure it's the best strategy for most people. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Well, let's talk about how people can get in touch with you. And I know you had some free gifts that you wanted to make available. So talk about those too. Well, thank you. Um, so here's, uh, here's what I'd like to uh, offer. We are still, we're still within the uh, relatively the time that we launched this, my latest show, the 100-page book. So this is up on Amazon. Um, maybe by the time this is up, We've been trying to get the audio version up there for over a month. It should be going up there very soon. But the Kindle version, the print version, and there will be an audiobook version maybe by the time this airs. So it's priced very fairly. Um, we're actually, you know, you'll see all the reviews. It's, 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 it's a great little book to pick up. Now, what you do is after you buy the book on Amazon, whatever format, you go to the 100pagebook.com slash gifts, gifts, so plural, so 100 page book, the number 100pagebook.com slash gifts, plural. Um, and you'll see the three gifts I'm going to give everybody. So you just type in your little Amazon receipt there 
And we're going to give you some very cool books, including a second book, second shook, Main Street Author. You'll be able to read that right online. And to your point, maybe it's a little bit overkill for some of your listeners, Meredith, but we just did a really, really good training. As a matter of fact, if you haven't gotten that, Meredith, you should have because you helped me out with my book uh, launch. Um, you just did a training on how to set up your book on Amazon effectively in the correct way. It's one of my best trainings in years, and it really shows the person who wants to know all the ins and outs what to do. So that's part of it. Um, and then there's some other good bonuses there too. So yeah, we'll give you those bonuses. Just go to 100pagebook.com slash gifts, and uh, we'll be happy to send those to you. Excellent. And how can people connect with you and learn more about your services besides reading about it in, in your book. I'd like to put information on the show notes. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we, I do a podcast. Again, there's the open invitation. Um, it's called the Main Street Author Podcast. And that's on all the different you know, podcast services. You can go to MikeCapuzzi.com and there's a link up there for my podcast. And that's, you know, that's my main website, MikeCapuzzi.com. There's over a decade's worth of articles and all that. Um, and if you're interested in the book publishing, you go to bite-sized so that's a D, bite-sizedbooks.com. And you can schedule a strategy session. If someone's really interested, they can schedule a complimentary strategy session and we'll talk about their book idea. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, let me, for those listening, uh, it's Mike, M-I-K-E, Capuzzi, C-A-P-U-Z-Z-I. That's uh, great. I love those uh, different ideas that... Um, just all the ideas that you've shared today with my listeners and the additional bonuses that they can get as a result of getting your book and then going to your website. Mike, thank you so much. And I also want to put in a plug for your podcast because for those that are considering um, writing and publishing a book, you interview people who have published books and you really explore in a very uh, informative way different ideas about what they did, not just in the writing and publishing the book, but afterwards in the marketing of it. And I think people who are on the fence about writing a book, listening to some of your interviews will help them jump over that fence and say, I got to do this. So <laughs> I'm so glad you have that podcast too. It's a real a great resource and value to folks. Well, thank you. So. You were you were a great interview on there. You shared a lot of gems. So it was you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Well, Mike, thank you for all you've done over the years for small business owners. You've certainly helped me. I've gotten so many great ideas from you from um, just, well, all the different ways that you have shared information. Your shooks are terrific. And I think that um, what you have shared with my listeners today has been really valuable. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to your next shook. I'm sure there's another one coming. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong for Performance podcast. Now head over to growstrongleaders.com to learn how our tools can increase your impact with clients and expand your business. And while you're there, Grab our free ebook, The Five Secrets to Getting Better at Anything. Until next time, I'm Meredith Bell. Make it a great day.